Amen. We're glad to have Nancy with us today. Amen. Nancy, welcome. Amen. Glad you're here today. Praise God. And um, glad to have all the rest of you here today with us. God truly is good, isn't he? Amen. He is very good. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, let's turn into the book of Numbers. Amen. Numbers chapter 11, then we're going to turn to Matthew chapter 5. Amen. As um, we always look to the first of the year, new things, and uh, try to set the trend for the year, um, try to build on the messages, Uh, I want to preach to us this morning. I'm sure I've preached from these scriptures before, but I can't remember. Um, But what I want to try to do is preach to us um, something that I feel the Lord has laid on my heart. Um, Again, uh, you know, it's a dangerous thing, I guess, to start off a message this way. Some of you are are not going to like it. Some of you are going to get with it. But uh, it is the word of the Lord, and it is what I feel we need to hear. Praise God. Amen. Um, Let me uh, mention to you all also that, um, you know, there is service on Sunday night in in Windsor Locks. Any of you are welcome to go there as we encourage you to be there. We encourage them to be here during this time of their difficulty. Amen. So please remember that. Praise God. Numbers chapter 11, three verses, beginning in verse number 33. And while the flesh was yet between their teeth, ere it was chewed, the wrath of the Lord was kindled against the people, and the Lord smote the people with a very great plague. And he called the name of that place Kibroth Hatava. Zach, it does take some work to get names right. Amen. Anybody that's preached from mostly the Old Testament will understand there are some names that are difficult. Amen. This is one of them, Kibroth Hatava. This is not in the Bible, but some call it the grave of gluttony. He called the name of that place Kibroth Hatava, because there they buried the people that lusted. And the people journeyed from Kibroth Hatava unto Hazroth and abode at Hazroth. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, very familiar to us. It says, Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Is it thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men? Now, I want you to just put that scripture up for one second. Just something I want to show you. We we quote this scripture. We read it so many times. You are the salt of the earth, but the salt have lost, most of the time we say, if the salt have lost its savor. But the scripture says, if the salt has lost his savor. Puts it into a much more personal view when you look at exactly what the scripture has read. Amen. I want to preach to us this morning from this subject. Brother Dan preached uh, about uh, at the youth meeting. What was the title of your message again? The life we bury. I want to preach this morning, not the life we bury. I want to preach, bury it and move on. Bury it and move on. Amen. You can be seated. Ethan, did you bring your shark this morning? Oh, my. I was dependent on you, buddy. I was depending on you. I needed that shark today. Amen. We'll get by without it. 
How many of you like stale things? One of one of my one of my um, habits is, uh, you know, when I pull the milk jug out of the refrigerator, the first thing I do is smell it. You say, why? I've had some past experience with pouring that beautiful whole milk on my cereal, which I love cereal, and taking that first bite and realizing I've got sour milk. And so the first thing I do whenever I pull a jug of milk is I smell it. I don't care if it's brand new and I'm opening it for the first time. Amen. I have a problem. You say just one, Pastor? That's what we're not preaching about this morning. But I have a problem where I don't trust the way I should. And so even coming from the grocery store, I smell the milk. And the second thing I'll do if I smell it, I look at the date. And you know the date is, is something, you know, it tells you when it's in date, not a date. Uh, but it lets you to know that, um, you know, uh, you're in the vicinity. Now, if I look at the date... And this is different from Twinkies, because if you look at the Twinkies date, you can eat them 10 years later and they're still good. Okay? So, you know, Twinkies are different. But I, I look at the date on the milk jug, and if it says the date is passed, I automatically, no matter whether it smells good or not, dump it down the drain. It's done. It's gone. Because it's stale. Now, a lot of us like Neil's Donuts, don't we? So I have two donuts here this morning. And um, both of these donuts look good. There's a, a what do they call it? Sprinkled donut and a glazed donut. But anybody like them today? You have the same problem I do. You don't trust me. You have trust issues. Well, this glazed donut, I can push on it, and it's nice and soft and fresh. And I can even lick the glazed, and it's good. But this donut... Anybody like hockey? Because this one you could use almost as a hockey puck. I found this donut in the garbage. I remembered last week, I remembered last week when I was cleaning up somebody, not to mention any names, it starts with a D and ends with an N, somebody left their box of donuts in the back and, and forgot to get rid of them, and I threw them in the garbage, and so while I was studying for this message, I said, oh, there's been a box of donuts back there, I'm not saying which one it is, you all can figure it out for yourself, guilty party knows who, amen, okay, so, um, <laughs> I'm getting myself in a mess here. I want to try to preach serious this morning, but I already started off bad. <laughs> so, anyways, I knew it was there, so I got it. It's stale. Anybody like stale bread? Angie, come up here. Come on. For real. Like, for real. Now, close your eyes. I'm not going to hurt you. Close your eyes. Okay? Now, just by feel. Close your eyes. 
just by feel, I want you to tell me which piece of bread you would prefer to have your sandwich made out of. There you go. There's one, there's two. Now, just by feel, tell me which piece of bread you'd prefer to have your sandwich made out of. None of them. It's whole grain bread. And one of them is much harder than the other one. Okay, so she likes this one over here. And that is actually the fresh one. This other one's been setting out. The whole edges are hard. It's melting. You wouldn't want your bread to be made out of that. It's stale. It's stale. Mm. I've got um, glaze on my finger there. It's making me hungry. So it's important, you know, that you look at things. You know, uh, food is not the only thing that can get stale. Did you know gas can get stale? If you, if you leave gas in a tank long enough, it'll get stale. I don't, I don't, um, one thing I've inherited from my dad, and that is his love of cutting trees down. If you know my dad, he was always trying to cut things down. I don't really love cutting trees down. I just don't like raking the leaves up. And so I would rather cut the tree down than rake the leaves up. So whenever I go to start my chainsaw, most of the time, the first time, it's been a while since I started it, and it's very difficult to start. So what I have to do is pour the gas out and put fresh gas in there. Why? Because the stale, the gas has become stale. There's other things that are not food that become stale. You know, toothbrushes get stale. How often are you supposed to change your toothbrush? Once every 20 years? Every three to four months, you're supposed to, to get a new toothbrush because it builds up germs and all that in it. Toothpaste gets stale. Sunscreen gets stale. Contact lens cases get stale. Do you know they tell you to change contact lens cases every three months? Buy new ones. Ladies, in your kitchen, you have something in most every single kitchen that is probably very stale. Sponges. Did you know sponges get stale? They attract germs. They can get bacteria-related diseases like E. coli. And so they tell you you're supposed to change your sponge every week. A new sponge every week. Most of us go to sleep at night, and that thing we sleep on called a pillow. My pillow goes with me everywhere. I take it on every trip I take, everywhere I go, my pillow goes with me. It's something that I'm attached to. I love my pillow, okay? But did you know that pillows can go stale, when you stop and think about all the stuff that gets on pillows. That's why they tell you you should buy a new pillow every year. Amen. Other things be besides food and things get stale. You know, relationships can get stale. This does not mean you can change your spouse every year. Hello. I want to throw that out there right now. You cannot change your spouse every year when your relationship gets stale. Okay? It must be worked on to keep it fresh. Amen. James tells us, 3 and 12 says, Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No. You can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. You can't have fresh and stale at the same time. Okay? 
There's, there's some other scriptures I want to read to you. Psalms 92 and 10. But mine horn shall thou, shalt thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Fresh oil. Psalms 92. Uh, again, uh, uh, it says in the Living Bible, it says how I am refreshed by your blessings. 2 Corinthians 4 and 16 says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. There's a freshness that needs to be in our relationship with God. Psalms 103 says, Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy Youth is renewed like the eagles. Again, it speaks of freshness in our life. Isaiah 40 says, uh, speaking of the eagles, he giveth power to the faint, to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as they, uh, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Psalms 51 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. We've got to have a freshness in us. Amen. Stale is not good, but we've got to have a freshness in us. Peter and John, <coughs> after the healing of the lame man at the gate, beautiful, we read in Acts chapter 4, uh, and an occurrence, and this could be considered the first persecution that the church encountered. Amen. But what happened after the lame man was healed was Peter and John were preaching and teaching, the Bible says, to the people. And the religious leaders, the priests, the Sadducees, the captains of the temple, they became upset. And the Bible says that they held Peter and John overnight. In other words, they took him into custody. And the next day, all of the religious leaders, including the high priest, and it goes through a long list of who was there, began to question Peter and John, and they asked him, by what power or by what name have ye done this? Speaking of the healing of the lame man. Peter began to talk to them about Jesus, and he concluded that short message that he gave to them with this scripture that we quote, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. He concluded by Answering the question, by what power, by what name have ye done this? It is by the authority of Jesus Christ. It is through his power and by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, whereby all of you must be saved. They recognized, amen, as they heard Peter preaching and talking to them, they recognized that these men were not like them. They were the learned. They were the astute. They were the well-known. In fact, the Bible says that they made mention that they were unlearned and ignorant men. But they also made mention of this fact that they had been with Jesus. There was a freshness to their relationship. Amen. There was something that was vibrant inside of them. Amen. And when they spoke, it came through them and people recognized the Lord that they had been with Jesus and they asked among themselves, what shall we do to these men for that indeed a notable miracle had been done by them is manifest to all that dwell in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it and so they said well look here's what we're going to do we're going to command you not to speak or to teach 
in the name of Jesus. And they let him go. And the Bible goes on and tells us there in, in uh, chapter 4 that when they went back to the church people, that they begin to tell them of what happened. I'm trying to uh, synopsize the story here. <clears throat> but instead of being afraid and maybe wanting to go and to hide, when he related what they said, don't preach or teach in this name anymore, when they related that they had been held overnight, amen, as prisoners, uh, amen, instead of wanting to go and hide or becoming fearful or full of doubt, look what happened. They said this, that we are going to do whatever needs to be done. And then the scripture says, and now, Lord, as they were speaking, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servant that with all boldness that they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hands to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus and the scripture says that when they had prayed they weren't about to hide they weren't about to become fearful amen they weren't about to let doubt override them amen but they wanted a fresh amen relationship with the Lord Lord, uh, so that God could do what needed to be done in that day uh, and from then on. Uh, and when they had cried to the Lord and said, God, Give us boldness. Let our relationship be fresh. Let us work through your power and your anointing that people will be healed and signs and wonders will be done. And the result was when they prayed, amen, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. Amen. Oh my, we need to have this happen in our day also. Often we look to God and we think, God, if you love us, why would you put us in adverse conditions? Unfortunately, we can't grow if we don't go. Some of us don't want to go because we appreciate images more than reality. I, again, I don't have time to delve into a lot of things here this morning. Amen. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, there's depth to what I'm trying to say to you. Fear, doubt, the past not only affects our body and mind, it causes us to reject the fruitful encounters and the opportunities to advance. To advance. Triggers, amen, of heartbeat, disappointment, amen, lost opportunity can cause fear to set in. However, what God has planned for us will only work if we keep it moving. Amen. The miracle is in our movement. Praise God. There was an article about fish. And this is where I wished that my buddy Ethan would have brought his shark. No, you're not leaving. <laughs> it's not that easy. <laughs> Amen. There was an article about fish. I didn't read it myself. I heard somebody talking about it. And so I'm relaying that, relating this article. Amen. From that discussion. Amen. How many of you like salmon? There, there was in this article, it was saying that the polar bears are starving because we are eating up all of their food. So the next time you go into a restaurant and you pick up that order to order some, that menu to order some salmon, think about the poor polar bears. You're taking food right out of their mouth. Amen. 
But before people started eating a lot of salmon, it's good for you, it was cod. Cod is mostly found on the East Coast. And so people would enjoy it when they came to this area. After a while, people on the West Coast wanted cod. And so they started to ship it to the West Coast. What they would do is they would put it on ice. And they shipped it by train for that long ride across, across the country to the West Coast. But they found out when it got there and they cooked it and served it, it had lost its taste and texture and was not fresh. So they decided to ship the cod live. So they put them in big fish tanks and again by train They shipped them in that long journey across the United States out to the West Coast. Again, when they got there, they cooked the cod and it still did not taste right. And they couldn't understand why the taste and the texture was still not right. Now, I'm not smart like these people are. I'm not a scientist or anything, but I can understand why it did not taste like when it, why it did not taste right when it was frozen. Okay. I eat it, but I really don't like it. Frozen pizza. Not too good. In a pinch. I love pizza. So in a pinch, it's okay. All right. So I personally, for the same reason of the frozen, I personally do not like leftovers. It does not have the same taste, and and frozen foods are the same way. Everybody asks me why why I like you know everybody likes Neils except for some people they like Dunkin' Donuts, but um, we won't mention that. But you know Neils is different. They they get up in the morning and they're there and they. They bake or cook, however they do their donuts fresh every day, make the dough fresh every day, and um, you know it's it comes out in the taste. That's mostly why I don't like Dunkin'. We don't. It's not Dunkin' Donuts anymore, right? It's Dunkin'. That's mostly why I don't like Dunkin'. I love Dunkin' my Oreos, but I don't like Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. Because their donuts are frozen. And it comes out in the taste when you eat them. You can taste that they're not fresh like a Neal's donut would be. So I can understand why it did not taste right when it was frozen. But these cod, the second time, were shipped alive. And to be alive and not fresh was confusing. When they tasted it, it was not fresh. And so how can it be alive, the question, and not be fresh? So it begs other questions. How can you be alive and not fresh? How can you look fresh, dress right, act right, talk right, and not be fresh or effective? The Bible says if the salt has lost its savor, it's, I use the term again, I pointed it out before, I should use the correct word. The Bible says if the salt has lost his savor, What good is it? It looks like salt. You think it's salt. You want to use it as salt. But when you put it on your food, it has no taste. And it's no good for nothing except to be 
thrown out on the sidewalk and used what they said trodden underfoot means they threw that salt out and they used it for traction where they were walking. So how can you be alive and not fresh? How can you be preaching and not fresh? How can you be leading and not be fresh? How can you be worshiping and not be fresh? So with a last ditch effort to try to fix the problem, they decided to put some catfish in the tank with the cod and ship them that way. In case you didn't know it, which I didn't know until I heard this discussion, catfish are the natural predators to cod. So by putting a few catfish in the tank with the cod, meant that all the while they were traveling those catfish, all the while they were traveling, the catfish were chasing the cod, and the cod had to be on the run. And when they finally got that batch of cod to the west coast, the cod was fresh. The texture was right. The taste was right. Everything was fresh. In order for the cod to be fresh, it had to be in an environment of catfish. <clears throat> Let me tell you, the Lord knows exactly what kind of catfish to put in your life to keep you fresh. And even though fresh means being uncomfortable and fresh means being on the run and fresh means uh, that you're being chased, it might be exactly what we need. I know that you might have been praying and wishing and hoping for a tank with no problems. Hoping for a life with no problems or no catfish. But God uses the catfish to keep us fresh. And if you stop and really, if you really stop and think about it. Most of your life, you've had something chasing you. You don't really pray until something is chasing you. In my notes, I have really, in all capital letters, you don't really pray. You say words, but you don't really pray until something is chasing you. You don't really seek his face until something is chasing you. You don't really get desperate with God until something is chasing you. You don't really reach your potential until something is chasing you. It might be a sickness. You go to the doctor and he says, you have this disease. And all of a sudden, I want to get to God. I'm going to start really calling upon God. Amen. I need a touch from the Lord. I need deliverance. Amen. Many times what is happening in our life is God is sending the catfish. Amen. They make us fresher in our experience with the Lord. It might be a child that's gone astray. They've got involved in rebellion. They've got involved in drugs. They got involved in drifting away from the Lord. And when that happens, we find ourselves on our knees and our face, amen, down in the carpet or a couch somewhere. And we're praying, God, amen, God, help me. I don't want to lose my child. Amen. What is it? It's God sending the catfish. Amen. 
amen, to get us to him, uh, to keep us fresh in our relationship with him. It might be your marriage and you have problems in your marriage. Amen. And you don't know how to work it out. Amen. But finally you turn to God. Amen. What is it? It's God sending catfish to get us alive, to get us fresh. Praise the Lord. It might be your job. It might be your finances. This happens or that happens. And we begin to call on God. Amen. Like we have not called on him in quite a while what is it it's God sending the catfish uh, amen uh, trying to get us fresh in our relationship with him amen look at what happened in the Bible Peter we read about the miracle of the loaves and the fishes you know what happened they didn't have but five loaves and a couple of fish, and they fed 5,000 men plus women, children. And after that was over, the Lord told the disciples, those guys that were there, He said, I want you to get in a boat and I want you to cross over before me. And He went up into the mountain to pray. As we read the incident going on, as they were crossing over, the Bible lets us to know that they encountered a great storm. Amen. Amen. We look at things in our lives and we say, I'd, I'd rather not go through that and I'd rather not go through this and I'd rather not have to put up with this. Uh, amen. But many times it's just God. Uh, amen. Sending the catfish. Uh, amen. Nipping at us. Uh, amen. To get us to go to him. Uh, amen. Wanting our relationship to be fresh with him. Uh, and so here they are in a great storm uh, and they may have wondered, where is the Lord now? Uh, yesterday he performed this great miracle Today we're in a storm. What's going on in our life? Uh, why has he forsaken us? Why has he forgotten us? But let me tell you, amen, it might be just the catfish, amen, to get us moving. Amen. And so here he comes uh, walking out on the water. Some became afraid. Uh, some became fearful. Uh, but Peter looked out and said, Lord, uh, is that you? Uh, Jesus said, yes, it is I. Peter said, if it's you, Lord, bid me to come. Uh, amen. And so and the Lord said, come on. Uh, and so Peter jumped out of the boat and started walking on the water. Amen. What was going on, in my opinion? Amen. God, uh, amen, was working on Peter, uh, amen, beginning to get him to a place uh, where he could understand the power, uh, amen, the authority of God, uh, where he could understand, uh, amen, what God was trying to do in his life, uh, that he needed a fresh touch of the Lord upon him. So he sent the storm, he sent the catfish, uh, amen, and Peter jumped out of the boat and started walking on the water, amen. We look at Paul and Silas. Preaching the gospel. Amen. And, and uh, 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 for preaching the gospel, the Bible says that they got thrown in prison. The catfish were beginning to swim. The catfish were beginning to go after them. They could have, they could have got a bad attitude. Uh, amen. They could have got discouraged. Uh, they could have got, uh, 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 fearful. They, they could have become afraid. Uh, amen. Uh, but the Bible says about the hour of midnight, uh, they recognized that they were still children of the Lord. Uh, they recognized that God was still God, uh, that he was able to do the impossible still. Uh, and so about the hour of midnight, the Bible says they begin to sing and they begin to praise the Lord. Amen. What got them there? Amen. The catfish were swimming around, but God was about to do something for them that was phenomenal. Amen. And he loosed them from that prison, but that's not why God got them there. It was because of the jailer and all of his household. And they came to know the Lord that day, praise God. You see, our relationship has got to be fresh because God's got a purpose for our life. Amen. God's got a reason. Amen. For what we're here for. Amen. And we need to be fresh in our relationship. 
Peter was preaching and doing the work of the Lord uh, towards the end of his life. And he also was put into prison. And you could say the catfish began to swim around. Uh, Amen. He wasn't put in prison for himself. But he was put in prison for the church so that they could see the power of God. Amen. When Peter got thrown in prison and those catfish begin to swim around and nip at the Christians, they begin to move. Amen. They begin to pray. They begin to call upon God. Amen. They begin to seek the Lord. God, you've got to deliver our pastor. God, you've got to bring him out of this predicament. God, you've got to bring him out of jail. Uh, Had that not happened, they might not have had that intensity or that freshness, but they said, God, you've got to do it. And when they finally let him in the house after Peter was released by the angel and came knocking at the door, they were astonished at what the Lord did. We should not be astonished, uh, amen, at what God is trying to do in this day. Uh, The Bible says it's not by might uh, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Uh, Paul preached and he said, I come not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit spirit and of power. God's got a work for us in this day. God's got a a job for us to do in this day. Amen. New programs are not going to make us fresh. New songs are not going to make us fresh. What is going to make us fresh is his spirit and that his spirit is propelling us to do his work. There's lost to be saved. There's people to be reached. There's hearts to be mended. Amen. And God needs us fresh and out in doing his work. Can we worship the Lord today? (coughs) So I go to Numbers 11. Say, how do these things tie together? I'll do my best to bring them together. This chapter, as we read in Numbers eleven thirty three through 35, it ends with a burial. Not just any burial, but a burial of things. In this case, it was people who should not be there. These people and these things represent hindrances in the growth of our lives and in the growth of our church. There are some things which do not belong in our lives. Again, I would like to take the time, but I won't this morning, amen, to talk about some of them. All things might be expedient Amen, or however the scripture puts us, pardon me for not quoting it correctly, I don't have it written down. Amen, but everything that's not wrong means that it's right for us. Amen. There are things that may be nothing wrong with it, but it will become a hindrance in our lives to our spirituality and to our freshness with the Lord. And so there are some things which do not belong in our lives. We may not want to hear about them. They may make us uncomfortable. But rest assured, God is going to send some catfish to stir us up and to get us going. Notice how the chapter begins. Very similar to the ending. The people were complaining, and the Bible says that the Lord heard their complaint, and it was displeasing to him, and he became angry. He sent fire from heaven and consumed them for complaining. Consumed them that were in the uttermost part of the camp. 
And when the people complained to Moses and spoke to Moses, Moses prayed. And the Bible says the Lord stopped the consuming fire. After that, we see that there were some Egyptians which had come out with them from Egypt. And the Bible says, I'm paraphrasing, but the Bible says they began to get the people roused up. I caution you today, you can become polluted by association. Who you hang out with matters. What they are whispering in your ear is not always right. They were not hearing from the Moses, their leader, or from the Lord. They were hearing from manipulators. And the people began to weep. And they began to remember what they had back in Egypt. I want to stop here right now and let you know what God brings us out from is never anything that we should go back to. We forget about all the problems we had. We forget about all the lonely nights. We forget about all the sin which consumed our lives and was in the process of destroying us. It's nothing that we need to go back to. Uh, amen. God brought us out from that. Uh, we need not turn around, uh, but we need to look forward. Praise the Lord. Uh, we also forget, uh, amen, when the enemy comes to us, uh, we forget about where God is taking us to. Uh, he's taking us to a much better place. Uh, there's no pain. Uh, there's no suffering. Uh, there's no dying. Uh, there's no sin. Uh, amen. There's nothing up there. Uh, we might have to suffer some things down here but God is taking us to a place uh, amen where uh, amen it will be much better for us so when people begin to whisper in our ears when manipulators begin to come and tell us this or that you better be sure what you're hearing because if it's not from the man that God has placed to be your leader, or if it's not from the Lord, you're not hearing right. They're just manipulators. And the people got to hearing the manipulators. And they got to thinking. They remembered the fish which they ate freely. Now, they were just being given manna. Just manna. Just manna. But that manna was sent from God. You read the scripture that you read something else about the manna. It wasn't just sent from God, but it says that that manna was fresh. They remembered the fish that they ate freely. They remembered the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. And look at what they said when they began to remember those things that God brought them from. Our soul. Our soul is dried away. And there is nothing at all besides this manna. The Bible says that Moses heard the weeping and complaining of the people and, he, and the Lord heard it also and was very angry. The Lord was and the Bible says Moses was also displeased. I'm going to skip over a lot of it that the Lord gave help to Moses. He said if this is the kind of people that they're going to be, I don't want to pastor them, Lord. This is not what I signed up for. And the Lord gave Moses some help. And you will read all that, what happened in there. Amen. Uh, but we go on in the story. Amen. And so the Lord told the people through Moses that he was going to give them what they wanted. We need to be careful about what we pray for.
and ask for. God knows what's best for us. But sometimes we become so insistent that God will give us what we want. He told them, the Lord did, that he was going to send them meat. Not just for one day. Not just for two days. Not just for five days. Not just for ten days. The Lord said all this, not just for 20 days, but I am going to send you meat for 30 days, for a whole month. But the Lord warned them. He said, I'm going to do it. But the Lord told them they were going to be sick of what they were asking for. And so the quail came. The scripture lets us to know that they flew in by the throngs. Amen. So low that they were flying. Amen. Uh, that they could just reach out and grab them. Amen. And all day and all night and all the next day. Amen. The Bible says that they gathered these quail and they gathered the quail until they had some 10 bushels full. Amen. Uh, those that were the most greedy, those that were listening to the voices, the most intent, they had grabbed 10 bushels full. Uh, and the scripture says that even as they were grabbing them, they were just eating and gorging them themselves with those quail until they became sick and as they were gorging themselves on their own wants on their own lust on what they thought was better for them than what the Lord knew was right for them the manna is what he sent. You can live on this. Uh, amen. It's healthy. Uh, amen. This will keep uh, you fresh. And as they were gorging themselves on their own wants, the Bible says that the Lord sent a plague and smote those people. And it says they buried them at Kibroth Hadava. The graves of gluttony. But look at what happened. They moved on. They moved on. Amen. And so I, I want to, I'm trying to preach to us this morning. Amen. You say, Pastor, what are you saying? There are some things which we need to bury and get rid of and move on and do the work and the will of God. We can't let our past. Jesus said we need to forget those things which are behind us and we need to reach forth unto those things which are before us. Amen. We can't we can't let our past wipe out our future. Amen. God's calling us from that back there. There's nothing good back there. It's only despair and destruction and disheartening. Amen. It's only those things back there. We can't let that. The enemy doesn't want us to let go of that. But if we can somehow let go of our past and look towards the future. Amen. God's got something for us. We've got to move on. We've got to keep on moving. We've got to bury it and move on. There are souls that need to be saved. Stand this morning. People need to be reached. People need to receive the Holy Ghost. Healing needs to happen. Not just physical, but all kinds of healing needs to happen. What do we need to do? We need to bury it. Bury it. Bury it. And move on. Amen. 
We need to bury that fear that's keeping us from doing the work and the will of God. We need to bury that doubt, uh, amen, that's lingering in our minds uh, that the enemy's trying to put in us. Uh, amen, you're no good. You can't do it. Uh, amen, you don't measure up. We need to bury that doubt. Uh, we need to bury the anger, amen, that subsides in us. Uh, well, somebody hurt my feelings. Well, you need to bury it. Uh, amen, you need to bury the attitude, praise God, uh, that keeps us uh, from yielding ourselves to do the work and the will of God. We need to bury the ill feelings, uh, amen, that have cropped up in our lives. Uh, the anxiety that comes, uh, amen, to us. Uh, we need to bury the betrayals uh, and we need to bury the, the bitterness, uh, amen. We need to bury it uh, and we need to move on. Uh, they buried at Kibroth, uh, Hadavah, and they moved on. And God blessed them uh, and they went out and did the work and the will of God from that point forward. God wants us to move on. He wants us to move on. He wants us to move on. Praise the Lord. Worship him today. Worship the Lord. God, I praise you, Lord. 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 I praise you, Jesus. Oh, God, I bless your name today. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Oh, I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise God, praise God. Some of you, some of you have been going through things in your life. Amen. What is it? What is it all about? Amen. It's all about God sending the catfish. Amen. You're unsettled. Things are not the way you'd like them to be. Amen. But God's trying to get you beyond that. Amen. To a place where you can bury it. Amen. And give yourself to Him. Amen. And move on with your life. Full of the Holy Ghost. Full of the power of God. Full of the freshness of God in your life. Full of the touch of God upon your life. God can change you today. He can make your life better. Amen. And he can put you on a new path today. Just bury those things that are hindering us. Amen. Leave them there and move on with the Lord. Oh, I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. God, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, breathe on us today, God. Breathe a freshness to us, Lord. God, breathe an anointing to us, Jesus. Oh, I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I want to be used by you, God. I want to reach the lost, Lord. I want to win souls for you, Jesus. I want to be a chosen vessel for your work today, God. Let me bury the things that are hindering me, Lord, and move on to your work, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He is my strong tower. My rock and my fortress in whom 
trust in times of the storm and in tribulation. He is my help and my salvation. sing a song this morning so aptly goes with the message today we're tempted and tried off made to wonder why it should be this all the day long amen by and by by and by we'll understand it better by and by Amen. Why is those things happening? Why is those trials coming? Why is this upon me? Why that? Why the other thing? Amen. It might just be God sending some catfish. God sending some catfish to our lives. Amen. To try to get us moving. Amen. In the direction that we need to be moving. Jesus, help us as a church today. Help us as a church this year, God. God, help us to move forward, God. Help us to do your work, Lord. Help us to do your will, God. Help us to be sensitive, amen, to those that are lost, God, and bring them in, amen, and introduce them to you, Jesus. Help us, Lord. Help us, God. Help us, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. God, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Well, the Lord bless each of you today. Amen. As I as I read this scripture, let me just... Cutting down trees is not the only thing I might have got from my dad. Just one more thing. Amen. As I read this scripture, I thought it was so almost calloused on the part of the people. Fire came and they died. The Lord sent a plague onto them and they died. And the scripture just says that they buried the people that lusted. And they moved on. And I thought about that. And I said, wow. I thought just over the years of the people that I've been associated with that have died. Living here in Connecticut, my family back in Buffalo. I'd go back for the funeral and just automatically I'd be gone. I I, I wouldn't be there. It It was an automatic moving on process. My mother and father-in-law died years ago, but they were from Bristol, and we don't get up there all the time. But when my dad died the other day, last month, there was such a there was such a drawing. You know, you see people in pictures, and you hear about them. They go to the graves, and they sit there for hours, and they they talk to that person, and this and that, and the other thing, and. I went to my dad's grave after he died. 
and just all by myself. Nobody was there. But I came to the realization of this, that that's not dad. He's gone on to glory. Amen. I can talk all I want. Nothing's going to happen. Praise God. And so I've just got to bury it and move on. Amen. Move on. Praise God. And that's what I'm praying we can do. Amen. Just keep moving on, church. Keep moving on. Go back and read Exodus chapter chapter number 14, I think it is. That's exactly what the Lord told him to do at the Red Sea. Go forward. Go forward. Always go forward. Praise God. Lord bless you today. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. Again, everybody's invited, if you'd like to, to, to fellowship with the Windsor Locks Church. Five o'clock is service there. Amen. And I'm sure they would enjoy your company. Praise God. Amen. Greet each other this morning. Make sure we greet our visitor, Nancy. Amen. Moved here from New Hampshire. Is that correct? Moved here from New Hampshire. Amen. And so uh, make sure you greet her. Amen. Uh, she, I guess she won't mind me telling everybody she's blind. So you may have to just um, touch her hand, reach out and grab it for her so she can know that you're there. Praise God. Amen. Lord bless you. Amen. You're dismissed today in Jesus' name.